Hello, everybody. Welcome to afl.com.au. As we've been doing for the past few days, we're talking about each club during the shutdown period, the AFL shutdown period. And today we're having a bit of a closer look and digging a little bit deeper into Greater Western Sydney. I'm Cal Toomey. I'm joined by Mitch Cleary. Hello, Mitch. G'day, Cal. Intrigue around the Giants this year. A bit to prove after that grand final display, but I think they can get better. Well, they only need to go one game better, but it's a fair jump, isn't it? Because they're completely outplayed in that grand final. Lost by 15 goals. The game was over by midway through the second quarter against Richmond. When you look ahead to what the Giants can potentially do this year, are you tipping them to be another grand final contender or where do you have them on your ladder heading into the rest of the season after a pretty dominant round one win over um, yeah, up there at uh, GWS? Yeah, I've actually tipped them for the flag only because I can't find many holes in their team this year. I think their midfield gets better. They'll get Kellen Ward back after the shutdown. Tim Taranto did his shoulder in the uh, lead up to round one. He was tipped to miss four months. He only may miss a month of footy. So that midfield depth is as good as any in the competition right now. And I think they're key pillars at both ends. When you go Harry Himmelberg and Jeremy Cameron with Sam Taylor, who I think is one of the best up-and-coming defenders in the competition with Phil Davis, uh, there's not many holes in this Giants outfit. Maybe the hole coming into last year and even throughout last year, maybe that's what they addressed it during the off-season was in the ruck because yeah. Shane Mumford battled pretty well at different stages throughout last year, but looked cooked in the grand final. But they went and got Sam Jacobs, and we saw him round one against the Cats that maybe, maybe that's the missing piece to take him to glory. Yeah, Shane Mumford was one of the Giants' best players in the preliminary final and shut Brody Grundy out of it for most of that game. But backing up the week later, I was up in Sydney for that week, and he was in hyperbaric chambers. He did everything he could to get up. But he was just, as you said, he, he was on, on one leg in that grand final. And I think Sam Jacobs still has a lot to prove at the top level. Uh, I can see why the Crows went past him. Their list is at a totally different stage to where the Giants' list is, and they went with Riley O'Brien. But now Source gets his chance. Um, that was driven by Phil Davis, quite a lot of it, the co-captain last year, obviously former teammates from back at the Crows. And, and I think his tap work, and we saw that most dominantly in that second half, against Geelong, I think that can be a big difference to that midfield compared to the sort of the bustling type of Mumford that we saw last year. Let's talk about that midfield. It's amazing, isn't it, really? Because, you know, at the moment, or well, they've been without Callum Ward for all of last year. Basically, it was down at Geelong early last year when he did that knee, and you thought, well, can they win the premiership without him on the back of some other injuries that they had? Um, but they, they just managed to get by without Callum Ward, who was, who was their co-captain throughout last year, even while sidelined. Josh Kelly looks good. And as you mentioned, Tim Taranto, he might not end up missing that much footy. It's an amazing midfield they've managed to piece together. And Josh Kelly is finally pain-free. He's battled groins in the last couple of seasons. And hearing him speak over the preseason, he's finally able to put together a, a full preseason. Lockie Whitfield had an ankle clean-up, but he was cherry ripe come round one, as is Toby Green, who's had his own uh, issues over previous pre-seasons, and he'll have his continued bursts. And I just love the next rung of guys. Jacob Hopper, we can't forget, was a first-round draft pick. Pick seven, I think, Cal, in that he was in it. He was a top-ten yep. pick, um, academy player. He's going to be better again this year. Grand final experience. Uh, and what, what we saw Tim Taranto go from... Uh, probably a B-grade midfielder to a best and fairest in the space of 12 months. I think that's the sort of move that we can see from Jacob Hopper this year. I, I think he's capable of really, really ramping it up. 
and then you, you go to the next rung. If they get an injury or two, which unfortunately has happened in the last couple of years, you've got three first-round draft picks waiting in the wings. Jai Caldwell, Jackson Haitley, Xavier O'Halloran. All three are out of contract, and they have the chance to throw in Tom Green, uh, their pick 10 from last year's draft, straight in for round one. So, so much excitement around this midfield, and I haven't even got to a few of the other guys like Harry Perryman and the like. You mentioned Haitley and Caldwell. I mean, those guys missed out on round one, and it is a selection squeeze, and that's always been part of the Giants' DNA in some ways since they've become a really strong team over the past five, six years. There's been players missing out and fringe players looking for opportunities in other clubs because of that reason. They haven't been able to get into that best 22 consistently. What do you make of these two? Because there's going to be a spotlight on them throughout the year if they remain unsigned as it goes. Yeah, and I think clubs are, clubs are going to look for them. We've seen it with Will Setterfield. We saw it last year with Aiden Bonner. I'd be shocked if all three of those guys, you throw in O'Halloran as well, that was drafted uh, two seasons ago, if all three of the Giants last year, and, and that's not to be outlandish. That's just the way it is. And other clubs pick these guys off. Um, they bring in Tom Green, and, and one of those guys will obviously have to make way. It, it is important for those guys to be next cab off the rank because inevitably there will be an injury or, or someone will, will go out of the side. So for those guys, especially out of Haitley and Caldwell, uh, to be next one in is pretty important in, in a season when you do fall out of contracts. I know Harry Perryman's contract negotiations had actually started and were starting to move along a little bit before uh, the coronavirus outbreak hit and halted contract talks across the competition. But, geez, it was a fair performance from him in round one, wasn't it? Four goals. He'd only kicked four goals, I think, throughout his whole career, and then he managed to bob up with four uh, in one game. He looks a, a fair player coming together. And you would have seen quite a bit of him in his draft year, highly touted, uh, had a... I think a punctured lung or, or, or an injury of the like last year, which set him back in the, the first few weeks of the season. But he was one of their better performers in finals last year. And here we talk about Jacob Hopper potentially taking the next step. I love what Harry Perriman's got to do on the wing. Uh, Tomlinson goes out. So there's that spot there, that natural progression to, to play on the wing for Harry Perryman. He's defensively mitered so he can run back, but we've seen he, he can kick four goals in a single AFL game. And they're in a bit of a headache. They've got Jeremy Cameron and Zach Williams both out, but you've got to pay a guy like Harry Perryman because if he's if he's not getting his market rate or close to it at the Giants, when we see the CBA and the salary cap tipped on its head heading into next year, there will be a club out there that will convince him or that will have the chance to, to go after him. And he's an academy academy guy, so he's got that um, that direct link to the Giants. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't expect him to be looking and wanting to go elsewhere, but the facts are, Cal. There's going to be clubs out there that will be able to offer Harry Perryman $100,000, $200,000 at least more per season. Now, before we finish up on the Giants, you mentioned before Jeremy Cameron and Zach Williams are the stars at that footy club who remain unsigned beyond 2020, both in pretty different contract situations heading into this COVID-19 break, though, aren't they? Because Zach Williams had put talks off until mid-year, and that wasn't going to be changed regardless of you know what happened at the moment. And then Jeremy Cameron was in the midst of talks, but that's had to be halted because of it. Uh, what's your take on where it sits with those two? Yeah, and um, yesterday, uh, sorry, two days ago on the Geelong, uh, similar case, we spoke about whether this current shutdown period would allow a club like Geelong or Essendon to pick up the phone and be a bit more open to Jeremy Cameron. He can't sign a contract right now at the Giants. And heading into round one, all signs pointed to him staying, but 
as we know, that's put on hold right now. So I just wonder whether it will open the potential of other clubs picking up the phone and maybe getting in his ear. Um, Zach Williams, like I mentioned with Harry Perriman, he's going to have to knock back bigger offers to stay at the Giants. It's just a matter of how strong that link is and how much he wants to play in a flag in, in the orange. There are clubs out there that think Zach Williams is gettable. There's definitely yeah. aren't there because, I mean, you speak to clubs like we all do and they think that, you know, the asking price and, you know, the fact that he's put off talks to the second half of the season as a starting point makes you think that, you know, he might have a think if the right offer's there. And, you know, they have some halfbacks and, and speedy players coming through as well. So definitely one to watch there. Now, the Giants, your tip for the flag, what else should we look for? Uh, just the next rung of guys. So Tom Green, uh, Lockie Ash wasn't there in round one. So uh, just back to Zach Williams, his performance in the preliminary final last year when he was playing as a, as a pure midfielder has excited a lot of other clubs. He's an out-and-out half-back, but the addition of Lockie Ash, as you saw with, with pick four uh, in last year's draft, would ease that squeeze if, if Williams was um, to go out. There's a few other guys. Jeremy Finlayson falls out of contract, so let's just see what happens with a few of those guys and um, whether they're sort of front of mind for the Giants and they've got so many other negotiations they have to work through. Thank you, Mitch. That's the GWS shutdown report card. Keep clicking back to afl.com.au for all the latest.